Hey everyone, it's me, Halise, endeavoring to persevere as always. Before we get into this podcast episode, I just wanted to touch base and um, give a little context. So I really wanted to go into this topic with the podcast to show and for y'all to hear also us working through a conversation. Um, And so hopefully that you can kind of apply that to maybe when you start to have conversations with people you love and checking people you love or having to just, you know, open up that dialogue. I wanted y'all to see, um, usually I try to edit the podcasts for brevity as much as possible, but I wanted y'all to see Mr. Halise working through something. I wanted y'all to see me trying to figure out how to communicate an idea effectively. I wanted you to see that it's messy. It's really freaking messy. Even when you love someone and they love you back, it's messy. And um, yeah, and that's okay. It's going to be messy. I just really wanted that to be the thing. So without getting too much into it, further ado, here's a podcast episode. Hey everyone, I am Halise, a digital storyteller and video producer. And I am Mr. Halise, and um, yeah, I'm actually at a loss. I don't know what to say. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. This is the Stumblewell podcast. It's just a couple that you know, talking about marriage and life and other such things. Life's a journey. You're going to stumble through it. Why not stumble well with us? Today, today's episode, we are talking about candidly, if mm. you will. As, much, as candidly as we can, I guess. Yeah. We're talking about... Coping. Coping through racial tension as an interracial couple. There you go. Right? Yeah. Okay. That feels good. It's hard for me to like know how to approach having this conversation. I'm kind of basing it off of stuff that a lot of y'all have asked me over the years of kind of showing you on the channel kind of not and like that sort of thing um but once we kind of got the podcast going one of the main questions that got asked a lot was like how do y'all handle being different races in this interracial relationship and so on and so forth uh an answer that i think we glossed over probably more or less i mean we definitely did a sort of precursor episode to the beginnings of the stumblewell podcast was a video that we did on the channel called are we woke? And it was like one of the first times that you and I mm. sat down and like did a long form thing. Mm. Um, talking about the topic. It's a good video. Go check it out. Link in the description box. I have Sauron show notes everywhere. So I think the, I think the way we can start the conversation is like, first off, Mr. Halise wasn't woke when I met him. Let's just get, get that out of the way. <laughs> he wasn't woke when I met him. Yeah, he just wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't think that was necessarily like a bad thing. I think when I think about wokeness in general, it's kind of like you weren't woke cuz you didn't need to be. Like your survival didn't depend on it or yeah, your safety didn't depend on it. Yeah, Even I mean, Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say liberally minded, yes. Sure. Um open-minded, yes. Yes. But in everything, you know, as granular as I could to understand things and understanding no Mm, yeah so um exposure to stuff sure but that does not beget understanding and for me actually i have to say this about myself too that to a certain degree i wasn't woke either and i can definitely admit that because 
when you grow up, and this is something that I try, it's really hard to quantify how much geography and like your community matters when you're growing up and how you look at race and how you look at culture as well. But growing up here in San Antonio is just a different vibe for someone who's black. In the same way that we, black people as a culture, can understand that like black people from above the Mason-Dixon have a different life than southern black people, than black people in California, than black people in Detroit. Like it's, we all have a unified understanding of a similar struggle, especially if you're a descendant of slaves. But at the same time, there's so many subcultures that are based on geography. San Antonio is a very socially, economically mixed city. It's a very working class city as well, and it's also a minority majority city. So most of the people that live here, the minority is the Latinx community, that the minority majority is the Latinx community. But even within that, there's Afro-Latinos. So it's like, it's a lot of different things. And so for me, I didn't truly have to start, I didn't have to start defining myself as black and being, the, that's like the first thing I have to think about walking into a space. That didn't have to happen for me until I went to college, until I went to the University of Texas in Austin, where the minority population in general is very low. And um, that was sort of the beginnings of my awakening of understanding like what it truly meant to be a minority in this country, comparatively to San Antonio, where it was kind of like, yeah, I'm black and we're a minority or whatever, but it's not, it's just not the same here. The only thing that I really have a solid thought on is, like, this is a fight for everybody, mm-hmm. but it's something that, so you can be out, like, so you can share emotionally. Oh, man. You can sympathize, not, like, as an outsider and being, you know, non-black as an outsider, I can sympathize emotionally. And so people of color or black people having you know, sharing feelings and being intimate and opening themselves up. Mm. Um, so exposing their their inner thoughts in some sort of dialogue, then you should feel that privilege that you get to not participate, but you get to be present for it. Mm. And you can make some contributions, don't ask stupid questions, and just learn about like, subtext so if you don't understand what's going on you wait till after the conversation yeah but just know that you know don't make the situation worse by making it about yourself the conversations that typically come out of this Mm -hmm. um like i know enough now that i don't need to participate in the conversations to be like well so why is this and why is that and what i don't understand why they're doing this Oh, like, so you're talking about, like, the... The The greater dialogue nationwide. Yeah. It's like, I don't need to participate unless someone's being ignorant. But even then, I'm only exposed to people that may or may not be ignorant at work. Mm. It's like, I'm not going to take... It's just, I can't. Like, I can't do that here right now and, like, Mm. get into it with you when I'm trying to, like, rush people past me. Um, Mm. Whereas, yeah, and it's like, okay, let me take the 25 minutes... And you're never going to understand it, but I'm just going to tell you that everything that you're thinking is wrong. And like, I can't take that chunk of the day. That would be the thing that would need to be done. Mm. Because yeah, if if you could just chip away at, you're not going to change somebody's mind the day of. But mm-hmm. if you could chip away enough at it, then it's weaker now than it was yesterday. But that would be the thing that I would think I could I could do day to day. That's interesting. I guess my like immediate thought is 
how is anyone going to know that they're thinking wrongly or thinking, I don't know, in a bigoted way or whatever, if like you don't use the privilege you have to speak up about it? Because mm. it's one thing if I do it, then they're just going to be like, well, yeah, of course you're not going to agree with me, you know? It's another thing, like, and I think this is like something that, um, I think this is actually, this is a really interesting conversation. I'm gonna have a whirlwind editing this because it's already, oh <laughs> like even in the, what you just mentioned is like highlighting all the privileges that you have and how like you don't use them, you know? Cause you're just like, well, I can't, you know, take a minute out of, from work to like handle this when I need to do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, yeah, see, like you get the privilege to not deal with it, you know? And that's like the beauty of it. Whereas like, I don't get that opportunity. Like if someone does something or says something to me, it could become a life or death thing, but it's like, I have to deal with it. Like I don't get the luxury of brushing it off. You know? I mean, the only thing to say is, like, that's bigoted. And then, like, move on. It's like, what do you mean it's bigoted? And it's like, I'm letting you know that you're bigoted and you can move on because I'm done with my business with you. Mm. Um, but, like, what you said was stupid and bigoted. Right. It's like, so taking that mindset or taking that um, action would be something to do. Well, I didn't mean like your job specifically. I just meant in general, like when people say that. It's like people okay. say, make sorry, I thought it was that. Okay. <laughs> like that, that you're doing a, a lot of stuff. That was an umbrella statement, but. Yeah. Like you're doing a lot of stuff, but like, I guess think about it more in terms of like the people in the conference room. No. So like you're on the meeting. Right. So you're, you're not wrong. I mean, it's, it's easy to just brush that aside and say like, oh, well that's, that was stupid. And maybe they won't say it again. And you're just kind of like just looking down and not making eye contact anymore. Thanks for stopping by and listening slash watching this episode of the StumbleWell podcast. If you're new here, a few things to think about. Um, first things first, if you're watching us on a place that has ads, let the ads play, please. That yeah. really helps us out. Unless you're getting some of these problematic ads, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Men trying to tell other men what women want in a really problematic way for 47 minutes. Yeah. In ad form. You can skip. Skip that. <laughs> Sometimes. Skip it after the five seconds. Hard. Yeah, skip, hard skip on that. Break um, your screen, pushing skip. Yeah. But anyway, if you can watch an ad that's not problematic, please do. It helps us out in general. If you want to take it a step further, um, consider supporting this podcast and the YouTube channel on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Halise. I was envisioning like a ooh, yeah. graphic. Okay. Patreon.com slash Halise. There you get early access to videos as well as private weekly vlogs from me. And then also you get early access to these podcast episodes before they go live for the general public. Um, wow, that's really cool. What a great value. Right? And we're actually in the process of trying to get to um, $1,000 a month. So that way the podcast can come back every week because then we have enough budget to do it every week. What? Yeah. So that's, that's why. That's crazy. Yeah, that's why right now they're a little inconsistent stuff. So if we hit our goal, then we can bring the podcast back every week and there can be an episode and it'll be really cool. Uh, there's also merch if the spirit moves you, but like we in a pandemic, I'm not trying to like, there's merch, I don't know. Anyway, back to the podcast. <laughs> the hardest thing for me and why the first few years of our marriage actually was hard, and this will kind of get into it, I guess, was that 
I really had to come to terms with understanding during Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, and Ferguson, which I think was a paradigm shift for a lot of black people my age who maybe had grown up sort of middle class or so, um, had gotten a few opportunities, like kind of had broken that cycle of poverty maybe within their family lines, and then had this whole sort of shift happen in the course of like two or three years. I think for a lot of black people that are around my age, Michael Brown, Trayvon Martin, Ferguson, for the Ferguson just situation was all a very like, take a, like, take a beat. <laughs> and now I can no longer be the same anymore. And it was hard because I know that for me, I had, like, I could not be in a marriage where you didn't understand that. And so I remember us having a lot of conversations because I realized how much you, like, really didn't know. And I realized, and it made me very sad because I realized I was going to have to be the person to, like, take your ignorance of bliss away. Like, you don't get to be blissfully ignorant about this. You have to know. You had the, you had the talk with a, with I a had grown the, man. Yeah, yeah, I had the talk. The, inno- the innocence away. <laughs> I had the talk with you. And it took, like, you, I think you really, I guess, I don't know if you've compartmentalized it away or what, but you really had a hard time for a little while. It's a complete shift in mind frame. Like, just completely. Um, I mean, I can't def- describe where your mind is from and then where it's going. Like, I can't describe what it means, but it's more just taking, like, the lenses have come off or the veil has come off. And so you were only seeing, you know, but so much. Mm -hmm. And now you see that the world is filled with monsters and and then just bad and evilness. I mean, like, legitimately, just like, oh, there's, there's crappiness everywhere. And that's not just in special situations. It's every hour of every day, just like walking out in the street and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so if someone told you that there were always ghosts around you, you know, I can't, I can't see it, you know, like I, I don't understand how they can impact your life. And then all of a sudden you can see them. Like that's, that's the thing that I can describe it closely as. And so you're fighting it because you just don't, it's like, well, no, why, why would I care about something that, I feasibly can argue isn't there. Mm. Even if it's like, well, yeah. no, so the life of a black man in every day-to-day America, the life of a black woman, day-to-day America, it's just like, it's that different. It's like, but, but is it? And so just slowly turning that away. And there's so, that's, that whole mindset is so problematic at this point because people just aren't willing to see, it's more just the general disbelief Mm. in and um like distrust in anything other than their own learned experience which is so singular and limited that it should never have been trusted to begin with Mm. um and so if the only thing that you're existing in again as a non-black um other then like nothing that you are None of your truths, none, none of the altruisms that you hold so close to your heart are anywhere near reality. It's just easier to, to disbelieve because right, it's yeah. the actual truth is, is hard. It's hard to swallow and it's hard to live in day to day. You do it. So for me, 
I loved you and it was important. Yeah. One that you were trying to make me understand. So I knew that it was something that I needed to wrap my head around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah, it was just, it was hard. I think another thing for me that I really like struggled with during those first couple years was also that I didn't know if I could, how do I say this? Yeah, I really just wondered, I think for me it was one of those realizations of like, oh man, I don't know if love will be enough, you know, Mm. to get through something like this awakening that I have now. I don't know if love will be enough for that because I had no doubt. I've never had any doubt that you love me. I know that very much, you know? But it was one of those things of like, but can love get over this? I don't know. And I think that kind of, I remember we did another podcast episode called like, Am I Black Enough? And I think we talked about that a little bit, about the whole interracial tension with that. Within the black community, how black people feel about me not being with someone who's black. Mm -hmm. Um. And I think the argument I made for in that video was like, I totally understand why some black people don't want to enter, even entertain the idea of being in an interracial relationship because it's gonna, like the general baseline for being black is to be like scared, tired, and angry, you know? Like that's the baseline that you're just at. And to have to then be with someone and hope that they understand that and how to deal with that and how to like grow with that. Like it's, it is so hard to wrap your head around that. It's like, I understand why some people are like, I can only be with other people who have had to deal with this since birth and know what it's about because I'm too tired and too angry and too scared to explain it to somebody over and over again. You know, um, I would compare it to baptism. Ooh. A lot of times it's done, a lot of time you're forced into it. So like as a black person, it's something that you just undergo going into a religion or just coming into the existence of um, like blackness. You, you don't have a choice. It's just something that you are, your head is dunked beneath water mm. and that's, that's it. And you just kind of deal with it. Um, other people, it's just, <clears throat> It's not something that they would out, outwardly just choose. Right. Um, and so you, if you wanted to find somebody who knew what you were going through, it's like, yeah, so have you been baptized yet? Have you been, have you undergone like that ritual awakening yet? No. Okay. Am I going to wait for you to like fully accept it and or then even convert? Go, or even ever go through it. Right. Right. Like you, the person might never even go through it. I don't know. It's just like, I definitely get it. Like I get why, like I get why black love is a thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I get why like spaces of community that like Yvette and, Oh, you get why spaces of community. I get why spaces of community, like what Yvette and Glenn have is very important and like needs to exist for people. Something that I've often thought about in regards to like our relationship and it being what it is, is like I've always wondered or I've always been a little like sad thinking about how there's just so much stuff you have to think about being married to me that you don't have to, you wouldn't have to think about if you were married to someone who was also in the Latinx community or just white or. Well, like what? 
I don't even know. You have to deal with more than I think most other husbands of other races probably have to deal with. I mean, that's not going to put, I'm not, I'm going to pause right there. Like, I'm not putting myself on a pedestal where it's like, oh, Chris has to deal with so much. He's Mm. sacrificing. It's just like, (laughs) I don't really even see it. I mean, I don't really see it. I mean, there's nothing else that would be equivalent for any of those other scenarios that would like equate to what you go through. Mm. Um, I kind of actually don't understand the point of that statement. Like, even if it is true, like even if let's just for the sake of argument, say that it's true. What does it matter? Good question. What does it matter? I don't know. I guess for me, it's always hard to like not see all the other potentials that could have been and then want to draw the parallel of like, did, did pick the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's it. That's just how I think. It's not healthy, but it's what I do. So, you know. It's not about, oh, you know, my journey into it. It's more just like. I was going to say it was. I think it was like our journey into it, like our separate parallel journeys well again so i think it's it's it was your journey because it really started out with you and like mm. you fully understanding who you were and your identity and like the culture and the history and and blah, blah, yeah, everything yeah. everything that's involved in it right yeah right. the oh god it's just like the all-encompassing miasma of the black um diaspora mm-hmm. and you awakening into that yeah. Right. Or fully, fully embracing it. Yeah. And then me playing a supporting role. So like, what was the first part of that supporting role? Understanding what the F you were doing. <laughs> it's like walking into a room. Hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> it's like, all right. So first of all, read the room. It's not any you Like wipe the smile off your face because today's not that day. And it's like, oh, why is today not the day? And it's like, have you not been looking at anything going on? No, I'm not. I stay away from social media because, you know, I don't like other opinions. It's like, oh, my God. (laughs) So this is why today was important or this is why I was, you know, feeling sad or any of those other things. Like, oh, oh. It's like raising some sort of, like, baby. Now I have, like, or like a plant, so it's like here's here's a little nutrient, but this nutrient, you know, is kind of toxic. And it's like, oh, I feel so sick. Ooh, and like, all right, and I have to wait for this stupid thing to digest it. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my sensitive stomach finally got over it. Oh, Lord, I hope I don't have to deal with another one of those things. It's like, all right, well, here's some more food with some more toxic in it. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. And then gradually over time, it's like, oh yeah, I feel I feel okay. Yeah, it's just like so. What's the the first stage of the the journey with us? It's like you going through the understanding and then like begrudgingly dragging me along, mm-hmm. and then my understanding growing to a point where I'm not some idiot asking dumb dumb a questions. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's like, why is everyone wearing a black t shirt right now? Or like, <laughs> why is this Stevie Wonder birthday song so great? I don't get it. This it's so long. Um, yeah. So you just like. The first thing is building up an appropriate enough shield or armor. <laughs> I, w- I want you to keep all that. Yeah. But like you're, just, you're building up an appropriate armor where it's like, you ain't going to ask stupid things like that again. And, and all it's of like, that okay, takes cool. time. <laughs> Can I say the N-word? No. No, you cannot. Ever. <laughs> but that's why I think it's important. Like It kind of comes back to more relationships as opposed to marriage. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I can't remember if we talked about this on a podcast. I feel like we did at some point where you're, you're juggling or not juggling, but you're like going back 
and to use a biblical term, like you're looking at the vines of the grapes and you're wondering which relationships do I want to keep in these times and which I don't. Mm -hmm. Like this one's looking a little bit weak and I know that it's just going to drain the main plant, which is me. Mm. And so I'm trimming that back and I ain't talking to that person again. Dang. That's true. That's Just to stop from dragging me for a second. (laughs) I mean, that's true. I know for me, it has been interesting. I will say in this last sort of upheaval, if you will, in this last push of everything that's been going on recently, um, it has been, I think I told you this the other day while we were having dinner, it's like, it's, man, after Trayvon, after Michael Brown, after Ferguson, I really cleared out my timeline of the foolishness and like the questions. There's still a few questions that I see people ask in like my Facebook feed, if you will. Um, but then like the answers are immediate and swift and that person's like, thanks. And like, whatever. (laughs) But I am grateful that, yeah, I think, you know, I know there's, it's hard because for me, I feel like there is strength in diversity. I really do. I feel like there is such strength in having diversity of thought, having diversity of presence around you. And so when I like making that decision to kind of like minimize who I saw in my Facebook feed was actually really hard for me. So there should be dissenting. There can be dissenting opinion and that strengthens and diversifies the truth that comes out of it. You're mm. like, oh, I'm just enriching my mind, right? Yeah. As opposed to lived experience. And so you cannot have dissenting opinions on lived experience. And so mm. if you have experienced racism day to day, or if you've experienced discrimination, if you've experienced being passed up for a job or being, you know, any other any of this other stuff or microaggressions on a day-to-day basis, those are things that because they are your, like, what is it? No, experience is perception, which is reality, right? Mm. So then, yeah, if, if you have that experience, then it's like, yeah, so I know this is true because it's happened to me. It hasn't just happened to me. It's happened to my family. It's happened to my friends. It's happened to everybody else that I know who is black goes through. Right. And then you have somebody that's like, yeah, but I mean, in this day and age, it's, I mean, it's already, it's past the 1960s. You've had the civil rights, whatever, for decades. What are you going to be doing? It's like, is racism still really a problem right now? And it's like, yeah. Um, the fact that you're even asking, yes. <laughs> this is like, yes. So then you have that, you have, like, that's not a dissenting opinion. It's just somebody that's being a contrarian. Uh, a. Self-censoring. Trying hard. Yeah. So when you have these in, these instances of the devaluing of black life, then, yeah, like, black couples will struggle through it in a different way. Like, they have different problems to think about, mm, you know? Yeah. Um, I guess with me, it's the point that we were going to get in, into with this video before we started rolling was, oh, okay, so, like, what are the challenges of, aside from all the things that we talked about, mm between marrying somebody what's like what's the what are the challenges that you've experienced being married to somebody who's you know not black and then on top of that there's the fetishization fetishization i think it's how you say it fetishization of the um it's like oh okay well you two are mixed 
so then you know your babies are going to be whatever right oh my god kill me now well so i mean it's (laughs) like there there shouldn't be like we are not on a pedestal because we are a mixed race couple yeah we're just we're just some other couple yeah that's what we say in the intro we're just that couple you know talking about life i actually like that better than your favorite aunt and uncle or whatever yeah i know that's why i switched it just we're just that couple you know I think if you, I, up here, I can only speak for the black people. Here we go. This is how we should do this. I can only speak for the other black people. If you are interested in trying to expand and potentially date someone outside of your race, I think you should come into it with eyes wide open. I think that this is also kind of the same thing for being in non-race, different race relationships as well. But I think you need to have a firm understanding in who you are within your blackness and who you are outside mm. of it too. Um, and I think you need to be prepared to have a level of discomfort that you're probably not used to. Um, and just know that they will probably have a level of discomfort as well. Like you're both gonna be uncomfortable about things. You're also both not gonna agree about everything. And I think that is normal. <laughs> So, you know, I think you just really have to go into it eyes wide open of what you're getting yourself into. I think so. This is the thing with me is that I'm willing to. I'm willing to see and acknowledge that I'm wrong, and I'm also willing to see and acknowledge that I'm a flawed being. That's true, y'all. He actually is really good at that. But so I, I think that there's a level of that that needs to be had by the collective non-black population um, before any progress is like truly made because you, you do like in this relationship, I need to understand that. Yeah. So, and again, I'm not speaking for all non-black people. I'm not speaking for white people, Hispanic people, you know, native American people. I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying, trying to catch them all. <laughs> I'm not speaking for all of the races, but it's like, you have to understand that everybody's historical, racial experience is not the same and so when we're talking about this one black population um it's like well you know what was that um what was that conference that we went to and there was like some like latino dude like oh the civil rights symposium that i yeah i spoke at a civil rights symposium earlier this year Learned about Benjamin Crump. That was yeah, and Benjamin Crump good was, to know. The, was the main speaker of good. the of the thing. Good it to know cool. him now. But yeah, so there was some like Latino um, guy there talking about you know it was like a voting it was a Latinx voting rights advocacy advocacy group. That thank came you to for speak. elaborating on all this, yeah. by the way. You're welcome. But he was he was talking. He was like, yeah, you know, and and it's 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 not right. That's why you know Latinos need to come out here. And again, it's like, bro, read the room. Yeah. How many Latinos you see in here besides you and me? <laughs> like five. But you know, like it's it's not right. And the black people with the, I, I'm just I'm gonna say it. You can edit it out if you need to. But like with the with the lynchings, and then even like and and, and Mexicans were lynched too. And it's like not the same. <laughs> not the, like same same action. Terrible result at the end of it. But the number, the volume, not it's not. It's like you you are equivalent. Oh, what is it? You are making equivalent that which is not equivalent. 
Yeah. Equating. Yeah. Equating. Thank you. By volume, by number, by like, it's just, it's just, no. It's like, no, sit down, sit down, take your little notes and whatever and go sit down. But so like, there needs to be that level of, of like, no, yeah. So black people have gone through like a whole big old mess. Well, how is it different? It's like, that's not my, my job to tell you. You just need to go and read. I don't know how many different history books. Go, oh, wow. So that's pretty bad. It's like, yeah. It's like, oh, oh, I feel bad. But why do I have to feel bad in order for progress to be made? And it's like, that's just the way it is. Like, you have to understand, you have to bring, you have to bring yourself down to an emotional level where it's humbling. And it's like, yeah, so there was a lot of privilege that I, that I currently have. And, you know, maybe an action on my part is not helping the, the cause. And it's like, okay, do you despise yourself a little bit as a result? It's like, oh, no, I mean, because it's not my problem. It's like, all right, then you're not in the right headspace to do Jack. And then we will, like, we're mm. just going to tre- keep treading water. But it's like, oh, man, I feel so bad. How do we make a difference? So it's like the disparaging and the self-criticism pushes you, like, it buoys you back up into actions. Like, so how do I change? Like, what do I do in this relationship to prevent from being more of a problem? It's like, educate yourself. Or don't make stupid comments. Or don't ask stupid questions. Like, and it's just like basic stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or like having the knowledge base where if somebody's like, oh, well, I'm going to say something, you know, super bigoted about that. And you're like, I got 45 minutes. This is why you're <laughs> stupid. And it's like, well, you can't even. It's like, no, no, no. So like, I know all the counter art. And it's like, nothing that you're going to say is right. It's wrong. It's all wrong. And I'm just going to keep, like, even if I can't change your mind, I can just like keep pushing against it mm. but like you you just need to be at that level of it's like wow so i feel bad and i know they feel bad about the situation so how can we change it it's like okay well you can be part of the movement you could be part of this you could be part of the um communal outrage but there needs to be that level of i am part of the problem at some point like you you have to share the blame to some extent for what's happening. Mm. Otherwise, um, you won't get to the point where you want to care enough to change it. Woo. And on that note, I feel like that's a good ending. Maybe. I don't know. What else can we talk about? I think that's, I think that's good. I'm not, I'm not solving racism. I'm just like riding a caffeine high right now, but (laughs) it's like, I love you and I'm trying to do what I can to, yeah. To support you. Yeah. I will say in the description box below, um, Evelyn made a really great video called How to Be an Ally for Creators for Change last year. Might have been the year before last. It's been a minute, but it's a really great, obviously it's Evelyn, humorous video about how to be a good ally. And I think it's a good place to start if you are someone who is new to having these types of conversations and like being privy, even just being privy to the conversation. And that's like the beautiful, scary thing about the internet is that black people have been having these conversations amongst each other for so Mm. long. And because of the internet, we are all still having them. It's just, it is now for the world to see. I also will say, I will also link to Belief. Belief in Fatherhood just did a video talking about his two sons, he has two black boys. I think Theo is seven or eight at this point, and Uriah is like probably five or six. I thought he was like two or three years. 
Yeah, they're younger. Might have been two. I thought it was two. I think he's only like two years younger yeah. than Theo. Um, but he just did a video on his channel talking about giving his kids the talk. Um, his two boys specifically. Um, oldest boys because there's two other kids. But It's 25. Okay, it's fine. It's still rolling. Okay. Um, where he's giving his kids the talk and having that conversation with them. I think that's also something to watch if, again, you are new to this because... I don't know if we answered any questions in this episode, but we said some stuff. Garner feelings from it. Let us know in the comments if you're watching us on YouTube. Stumble well, stumble on, and we'll see you next time.